Welcome to Finding Monster Right, the show about finding monsters, right? Correct. I'm Adam. I'm Allie. And today we are welcoming back a guest. He's, he's re- returned from the, the, the foggy, foggy, thick, foggy land of Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's our Mississippi king, if you know what I mean. Way down around Gulfport. Where a Stacey Abrams from lives a kaiju ramen for all your kaiju media. It's Travis. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, I, I gotta ask, how many times have you had a guest that's been on your show three times? Am I am I in like a, an exclusive club? Oh, the three timers. Uh, this huh. is actually. This is a point that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I think you are currently in the lead. Uh, Alex is is slated to be on next week. We're not sure about that, but if she does come on, she's going to tie. So yours will be a short reign. Yeah, well. A, a little awkward that's, that we, I've talked to Travis more on the show than my own fiance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that seems right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also talked to Travis more than my own fiance, so we're tied. Yeah, I. Oh, hi, Travis. Thank, thank you for returning. I'm not engaged. I'm not even dating anyone. I'm so fucking lonely. I was gonna say I, I've talked to the two of you. If anybody out there has tentacles, call me. <laughs> I was gonna say I have talked to the two of you more than my own fiance because my fiance is married to someone else now. Yay! Uh. Oh. Well, well, that's. Uh... Uh, yay? <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> gators. Mississippi's a crazy place. <laughs> so, so, anyway. This episode is called, uh, Once in a Crocodilian, What are the three Ds of Gator Face? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, as every January, we, we, uh, we travel into murky waters. And we talk about uh, wet creatures. The theme of this January is January 3D. Mm-hmm. We talked. Uh, <laughs> we we talked about the creature from the Black Lagoon. We talked about uh, Avatar 2. And uh, we ran out of 3D movies to talk about. So screw it. <laughs> We're making Gator Face a 3D movie. You guys didn't want to talk about Jaws 3D? Uh, yeah. Oh, the uh, thing we're named after? Uh, no. Huh. I guess it felt too on the nose, which is where you're supposed to hit a shark, so it would have worked out. Right, exactly. That's exactly where you punch a shark and also jab it in the eye, so. Mm. It's like, didn't you guys want to talk about the one that I won't be there for? <laughs> well, so, a little bit of backstory. I uh, watched The Legend of Gator Face on Comcast On Demand in, like, 2005 or 2004 or something, and... Uh, I had, like, when I started, like, getting old enough that I could actually, like, pirate movies and, like, find movies online, I was, like, looking for The Legend of Gator Face all over the place, and for the longest time, I could only ever find the Russian dub. <laughs> and Did you uh, ever partake in the Russian dub? Only ever briefly. I snagged a clip of it uh, for a Finding Monster Right episode once uh, when I compared 
I think it was the Shape of Water episode because I compared the ending of that movie to the ending of this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, no, no, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, right. I found it on Tubi. Uh, well, like I, I just searched it like a few months ago recently, and I, it was right there on Tubi for like people to see in full, plain, uh, the Queen's English, uh, at the time. Uh, rest in pieces. I, I will say that the definition of the Tubi version is like better than most movies I've seen. Yes. <laughs> like it is. It is like a full film edition of this movie. I was like, man, I cannot believe this movie was a 90s movie because the the quality of this film is like so good on Tubi. (laughs) For for no reason, this 90s Canadian made picture. I think I have a reason why that is actually come to think of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the plot of the movie first. Uh, So I like I saw it and I put it on the document. And I was like, Adam, we got to do this for January because I am not letting this movie slip through my fingers again. I got to make a content about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad you pushed me to this because this was, I, I don't know you guys, but I-, I had a pretty lovely time watching Gatorface <laughs> one Sunday morning. I thought this movie was going to be bad now that I'm like coming back to it, uh, what, 15 years later. And like, no, I liked it. Yeah, it's it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. I I went into it expecting a Mac and me, and instead got a Marley and me. Um, <laughs> 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 that's that's a lovely w- w- review. <laughs> I started watching Marley and Me with my little brother, but the part where they started having sex in front of the Virgin Mary, uh, my mom and dad made me turn it off, which. <laughs> I don't agree with everything they did, but that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the, the real Mary, uh, Mississippi. Yes. The, uh, so the real version of the show, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts off with a couple of delinquents who are Danny and Phil. Yeah. This is awkward because Danny is also one of my D's. Yeah, D- Danny and Phil were. Was, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is it Phil or is it Pete? It's Phil. Oh, all right, Phil. Yeah, yeah. D- Danny and Phil is definitely my first D of the list. Yes, <laughs> they're the protagonists. They're uh, they're clearly the you know the the momentum of this tale. Yeah, they're maybe like ten or twelve years old, uh, and they it's the start of summer vacation. They're a bit of pranksters, the two of them, and they are looking for something to do. Now, the main character's name is Danny. His last name is not California, but he was presumably born in the state of Mississippi and his papa is a copper. There's nothing to suggest that his mama was a hippie, but the way she and her husband kiss suggests that their relationship was built on some kind of spicy dynamic like that. It's a good kiss is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Dad comes down the stairs with a gun to go out and hunt Gator Face with a posse and it's and he, they like kiss and it's not like a quick peck like go out and kill gator face honey it's like they go for it it's full on snog oh yeah that's a that's a fucking pre-problematic jk rowling snog right there right (laughs) that is a miracle on 34th street snog (laughs) (laughs) so uh okay so i don't know i don't know if you guys wanted to do like a section of this episode that is me kind of talking about Mississippi or if you wanted me to just kind of sprinkle it in as we're going through the plot. 
I think sprinkling sounds sounds yeah. fair. And th- so this premise here, it's summer, they're in Mississippi. These boys, they got nothing to do. Right. They are, they have specifically absolutely nothing to do. No, really quick, Travis, were you born in the state of Mississippi? So I was not born in the state of Mississippi. I was born in the state of Alabama. Um, I was born in Mobile, Alabama, which is, you know, to be fair, like 30 minutes on the other side of the state line of Mississippi. And uh, and then uh, when I was about two years old, I moved to Mississippi. So I've been in Mississippi for most of my life. Uh, has your father ever worked in law enforcement? <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, so, Adam, uh-huh. would you count your own mother as a hippie? I would. She does yoga. I thought so. She has that energy, yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) She does yoga. She's a hippie. Okay, so none of our names are any variation of Daniel. None of our surnames are Californian. None of us were born in Mississippi. Uh, None of our dads have ever been a cop. Uh, Adam is the only one with a Scoville rating on this podcast. (laughs) With a one out of five. (laughs) Well, Travis, is your mom a hippie? No. (laughs) Well, okay, no. I mean, my mom did a lot of pot, so... That's a couple heavy points. That's gotta be as good as just doing yoga. <laughs> I would say yes. No, but Adam's mom's got a whole vibe, though. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, would you... You know my mom, your aunt. Yes. Imagine her smoking pot. That's insane. That yeah. never happened in any fucking Spider-Verse version of my mom. <laughs> I, I cannot... Into the Donnaverse does not have a stoner Donna. <laughs> no. That's like when you see when you see that one in Spider Verse, you run, right? Yeah. You run the fuck away. That's insane to me. <laughs> uh, but, but but please tell us about a uh, a typical Mississippi summer, Travis. Like, is, is this the type of vibe that that you and some some rascally friends might encounter? Well, yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is like. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's obviously not unique to Mississippi. Anybody who grew up anywhere where there's just very little uh, entertainment or anything to uh, occupy your time, especially as a kid, you're going to, you're going to have these kind of lazy summer days where you're like, okay, it's too hot to do this. We can't do that. So let's, you know, let's just make up our own fun and, and mischief is, is born. Uh, so yeah, that is something that is, like I said, not unique to Mississippi, but I definitely felt that because even though we have things to do around where I grew up, because I grew up in an area that is pretty well developed. It's not a small town area of Mississippi. Most of the things to do involve having your parents with you Mm. or take you to them. So if you're from a family where your parents are working all the time or you don't your parents don't have time to do anything with you it's like yeah you don't really have anything else to do so you go out and you just cause cause mischief oh, yeah yeah you uh, you skateboard around and uh, try and hop uh, <laughs> elmer the gator okay that was the most <laughs> unrealistic thing in this entire movie and i am counting the suit that the kids made themselves in their own bedroom it did look bad, but also I thought about it and I was like, what's the alternative? Like getting someone to actually skateboard over a real alligator. True. And like you can't not I mean, there You can't not have alligators in your alligator movie. <laughs> like I know it's about gator face, but like if a real alligator doesn't show up, like 
What? You'd, you'd, need to, you'd have the contrast. And they need to show you Elmer early on so they can, like, you know, use the Chekhov's gun of Gator's face down the line. Hmm. Maybe Elmer is the real gator face. He just also has a gator body. <laughs> so now I will say that this is <laughs> this is a very common thing in Mississippi of alligators crossing the road, uh, especially depending on where in Mississippi you are. Um, this is not unusual. Like I have I have seen alligators uh, up close. I have seen alligators who cross the road Um it's this is not unusual, <laughs> and jumping over them with a skateboard is not what you're supposed to do. I know, but these kids are these kids are rascals. They're 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 again uh, all kinds of they're breaking all the rules. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, up here we only have like uh, I've moved like turtles out of the road before, like you know, just put them on the other side of the road uh, when I was mm-hmm. driving because mm-hmm. obviously we've been like. Pennsylvania's been under colonization for long enough. We've been uh, we've been Avatar twoing it for long enough that like all of our big animals are all dead except for our fucking deer because we can eat those. Just picture fucking William Penn, just like the Quaker Oats guy in like one of those like mech suits. <laughs> That's pretty much what the 1700s were like for us. Well, now okay. To be fair, now you brought up a little bit of history. To be fair, uh, Mississippi and especially this part of Mississippi that I'm from has been colonized by uh by white people uh for a long time in fact uh mobile was one of the first colonies french colonies in the united states um my family actually has uh, has a family history that goes all the way back to that first colony um but also of course just like the rest of the country, the Native Americans were here way before that. Uh, so, you know, Mississippi is not like the, you know, we're not, we're not underdeveloped type, you know, out in the no, you know, middle of nowhere, the, the wild, untamed wilderness type place. Like we've been a part of, you know, colonized and had people living here for a long time the difference is a lot of mississippi has been left untouched because either it's a part of the national parks or because there's a lot of uh natural resources that they've kind of left there to be to kind of develop like you know our our pine forests and stuff and and a lot of places are just not good to develop in in mississippi like mississippi mud is a real thing it's not just a dessert uh, and it's very hard to grow things and build things in very muddy water. That's a good point. And thank you for calling me out on that, because it reminds me of a thing that I've heard. Uh, it doesn't exactly apply in this case, but uh, the sentiment that there's no such thing as an underdeveloped country, just an overexploited one. Yeah. That right. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mississippi isn't, you know, I. I Mississippi is interesting because we do have like where I live, I'm on the coast. We have big cities uh, and even like the state capital obviously is a big city. But when you get to when you get towards the middle of the state or especially if you head towards the Delta, which is the the Mississippi Delta is right by the the Mississippi River Valley. That's that's what that is. Um, there's not quite as much development and there's huge huge bits of forested land that are are protected and even nor- just north of where i live is a big uh, part of a national forest the, the desoto national forest so there's a lot of mississippi that is just 
wild woods and unclaimed or untouched land. But, you know, there's also, you know, big cities and everything like that, too. Now, you mentioned some natural resources that uh, that have been exploited. Uh, is the magical, like, like Pocahontas fog in- included among that? We're putting the cart so far before the horse. That fog. We're putting the cart way before the horse, gang. So, okay. Uh, yeah. The inciting incident. Okay, so they go to their. Okay, so okay, okay. Danny and Phil live in Vernon, Mississippi. There's nothing to do. It's summertime. Uh, they go to their friend Bob, played by uh, Paul Winfield, and uh, they uh, talk to him about uh, the swamp-dwelling creature known as Gator Face, who is part man, part alligator, and like it gets very philosophical about it. So it also gets very. Uh, <laughs> he he describes Gator Face as having green scales and blue eyes, beautiful, graceful, almost gentlemanly. Okay. In his appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Bob, Bob, are you horny for this lizard? <laughs> oh, the, the jury's still out. Uh, so uh, so they decide <laughs> that uh, after an encounter with the mayor's wife, who is a jerk, uh, they... Whose name is the mayor's wife, for the record. Yes. No, she does not. Pam Hyatt does not get a name in this movie. Uh, she's a jerk and she uh, threatens to take away Bob's dog or whatever. It's very Wizard of Oz. And Danny and Phil uh, decide that they're going to take a wetsuit that was owned by... Excuse me, I I get so broken up over wetsuits. Uh, Danny and Phil are going to modify a wetsuit that was owned by Danny's uh, dick older brother. Is is that a D? There's another D. That's a D. I figured one of these Ds had to be dick. Uh, And they're going to make a gator face costume and scare some people in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there you go uh, I, I wrote down when they were talking to uh, to Bob that they were drinking apple cider Ooh, that's a D drinking uh, one of my D's and, and it ties in with the the uh, mayor's wife like you said she's the character is unnamed uh, one of my D's is oh. drawl do you know I the sure, word draw? Sure do I kill me? Take me out! Take so, me out right now! <laughs> the most cringe shit I've ever done. <laughs> so, so I went in expecting. So I went in watching this movie expecting the accents to sound like that, like Ali just demonstrated there. You're welcome. That was on purpose. But the southern accents in this, the. <laughs> The southern accents in this movie were not actually that bad. The southern drawl was there, uh, and and even the like three drunks who are obviously you know just there for comedic effect, uh, and they are kind of stupid. They their accents aren't so overblown that it's unrealistic because especially not where I live, but especially if you get further north, especially around the Delta, people do speak with a very strong southern drawl. And uh, there's a comedian from a long time ago who was from, uh, I think he was from Yazoo City, Mississippi. <laughs> Funniest name for a location. I always point people to him. Like, like especially- they, Their only export is comedians. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, no, I mean, the, so so the Mississippi River splits into the Yazoo River. It's the it's the Yazoo Mississippi Delta. 
It splits there, gives advice to Simba. <laughs> it gets trapped in the cage of bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoo. Yeah, the, he's the little bird from yeah, Lion yeah, King, yes, obviously. Um, but whenever I, <laughs> whenever I, uh, whenever I tell people of like what what is what is Rogue from from X Men supposed to sound like, I always point them towards this comedian called Jerry Clower. He's a very old school comedian from Mississippi because he's from the area of Mississippi that Rogue is supposed to be from, and I I just I feel like no one ever gets her accent right spot on but it is just such a that that northern well not it's not quite northern but that like central let me say central mississippi southern drawl is so strong and yeah i i i expected a lot worse than this but i will say the mayor's wife because she's supposed to be a lot snootier, has a more what we would what I might call an antebellum South accent, where she's like stuck in the past, where you you know people of certain color didn't vote and and uh and we didn't we didn't like uh to share things with with the the commoners you know uh, and and the way so that's how she talks which is so so fake sounding yeah. and and but obviously it's meant to be kind of Damn. exaggerated someone get her on the gop ticket she can make senate <laughs> yeah well, this is some real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is the actress is a voice actress. Like she is a very prolific voice actress. If you look at her IMDb, she has done voice acting for a lot of video games, TV shows, uh, a lot of anime, a lot of uh, just movies, things like that. So she is a voice actress by trade. And so this was obviously a choice. This wasn't her doing a bad accent. She obviously knows how to do a voice, but this was. I, I think there was a little bit of that kind of like, because even the even the mayor himself is dressed kind of more antebellum with the bow tie and the kind of uh, pinstripe suit and everything. So I think it was meant to be like, yeah, these these are the old folks who are kind of stuck in the old South and they want to keep things in the old ways. Yeah. I think you got to kind of like, like it's a little cartoony because it's a kids movie and i think if you're an actor and you get the role as an antagonist in a children's movie you get to really like sink your teeth into it like i don't know that's your powers of retention oh yeah as wet as a warthog's backside the worst part of that song by the way why are we on such lion king shit today don't know all right i do want to say that these scenes of danny pete walking through the woods early in the movie it just kind of like a plus. I was expecting the kid acting to be really like really shit in this, but they they strike me as like real friends. Yeah, yeah. Like the acting is good. Yeah. The only part that I thought was a slip up. Uh, speaking of a uh, drawl, is uh, John White playing Danny. Uh, this is a Canadian production. It does start with a thing that says like a production from the Ministry of Film, a, eh? and uh. <laughs> He does get a, he does let a few stories slip in there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, we're just talking about the gator face. I, I do want to see this little eh? uh, this little trip into town uh, that that we first get here. Uh, I wrote down another D. Uh, dogs. <laughs> the, this oh. town is rife with just dogs all about. I don't see this as a problem. Uh, I see this as a solution. 
there are so many dogs in this movie. There's there's dogs on leashes. There's there's dogs in outfits. There's just dogs being about. There are dogs in outfits. So that is a that's true to Mississippi though. Uh, there are dogs. There are all kinds of dogs everywhere. Everybody has dogs in Mississippi, especially because I I've moved out away from uh, the actual center of town. I'm actually out further where there's like farmland, and so a lot of those farmers and stuff they have a lot of dogs. I've got a dog. So I mean, you're getting more yeah. and more southern <laughs> as we go on, and I kind of like it. <laughs> I know, I I know, my southern, well, I can't help it, when we talk about Mississippi, my southern starts coming out. (laughs) I have another deep doing things to me, damn. But anyway, uh, after scaring off most of the townsfolk, the pranks make national news, drawing the attention of the National Guard. How many times did this happen to you, we were just doing something, and then the National Guard shows up? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I like that the, I like the factions that are at play when the National Guard shows up. Because uh, Danny's dad, uh, d- dad's another D for us, is the sheriff in town, and he begins deputizing. Another one for you. All the like, all the regular townsfolk into doing uh into catching this gator face. Yeah, and uh, they get like a yep on yet another like connection to our two previous uh, movies this month, but like. This absolute cartoon character of a military guy shows up. <laughs> I was like, what, Commander Reese? He's got sunglasses. Commander Reese, Reese Corch. Yeah. He's chomping like, on a cigar. Commander Reese. <laughs> he just shows up and it's like. But he has a softer side because he has a daughter who looks a lot like a young Jodie Foster. And it kind of made me maybe want to go shoot a president. Yeah, oh, well, no, that, sorry. That, I actually liked. Uh, Angel in this movie of the girl child. I don't think anybody's going to get that joke. You might want to cut that. Cut that. Oh yes, no, I I actually do get that now. I see what you're doing. Uh, So, uh, anyway, I liked Angel's performance in this. She's another very good child actor, uh, and I wanted to look up if she had done anything, you know, as like an adult with like a little more skill under her belt. And that brings me to my next D, Doctor Reed. Is that Elliot from Scrubs? Nope. Sarah Chalk is from Canada, but she would have been about 10 years too old to play the role of Angel, the girl child in this movie. The actual actress is Charlotte Sullivan, who was really good in this and has been in stuff since then. She was in an episode of Winona Earp, which has really been on my radar for a while. Yeah, she was. She's been in uh, quite a few things. Cause I, I looked up. I looked up everybody's IMDb uh, as I was watching this um, because you know. I, I need something to do while I'm watching. I can't just sit and stare at a screen for some reason. I also think I might have ADD. Mm-hmm. I started with the leads of the film, and I, I stopped because it started to get very sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, they only did Canadian productions. <laughs> sad? Canada's great. <laughs> I know, but it, it wasn't like, I, I was hoping they like advanced to some really big stuff. They became like, are you afraid of the dark villains or what have you? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's, 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 I think the most prolific, or the two, probably the two most prolific people from this movie are the mayor and his wife. If you look at their IMDb, the mayor has been on quite a few things. Um, I forget. He plays exclusively mayors. If you've seen a mayor in a movie, it's him. Uh, The mayor is Roger Dunn. Yeah. And uh, the mayor's wife is Pam Hyatt. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Michael Woolvitt who plays the older brother who right. plays Chip, who looks exactly like Matt Mercer. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, but He does have that vibe, doesn't he? 
Yeah. But oh. uh, he's, he's like, his IMDb picture is him holding an award. I didn't look up what he was in, but, like, I assume that's something. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I... Well, he moved on. He moved on at one point from acting to directing and producing and DJing. Oh, is that a D? <laughs> yeah d dj oh <laughs> shit so he he's uh he's done quite Guys, a bit i'm on the wikipedia page the music for gator face is by joseph williams who is uh the lead vocalist of the band toto and also the son of john williams <laughs> wow i didn't i i had i didn't know the lead singer of toto was john williams son holy shit I, I, How am I just finding that out now? I also like that he, he's 62 years old too, so he's he's had a whole a whole life of things, and in that life was apparently composing music for this Legend of Gatorface film. Well, you know what else he did? He also contributed to uh, to Lion King. Uh, <laughs> just 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 say it. <laughs> that might be okay. Hang on, that might be true. Let's check. Yeah, no, uh, Lion King original movie soundtrack. Get the fuck out. Uh huh. Hey, don't lie don't don't lie to me holy shit he did how much of us subconsciously like heard this music in this movie and like some lion king like echo like like resounded into the presence we're just we're so stuck on lion king something about lion king i'm gonna connect a dot here gonna take a lot to take me away from you there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that dot that, that, that scans. I don't know what happened there, but but it sounded great. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Any John Williams I'm composition <laughs> can line up with the lyrics to Toto's songs. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Joseph Williams is not not the son of john williams maybe he is john williams incarnated age 60 years <laughs> all i wanna do in the middle of the night is hold you tight <laughs> I, I think you're onto something here so uh i there's a couple Rosanna. there's a <laughs> that one doesn't work uh, <laughs> I don't know why that one got me. <laughs> it's just the shark just swimming up menacing. Rosanna. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right, you, got, you got your jaws, Travis. You got your jaws in January 3D. There you go. Right, Yay! Uh, Jaws 3D! Flip it back to Gatorface here. There's a couple things I want to say about the town of, of Vern that I haven't said yet. Uh, a, their first plan is to wear this Gatorface costume and they scare Bob. Bob brings like a Bigfoot-like style footprint to the townsfolk. And uh, the, the townsfolk are obsessed with Gatorface's dick. That's nope. that's like that's the way that they tease him. Like they keep saying, like you know, oh, did you see his dick though? But using like you know, kid-friendly terms. <laughs> they really harp on that. Yeah, this is actually a better place for dick. Dick call. Yeah. So yeah, I I'll put that in there. Which is weird 
Because if anybody knows anything about, like, lizard and, and reptile anatomy... Intimately. They don't have external... <laughs> they don't have external genitalia. Like, their genitalia is in no, internal. I don't know if these, these, uh, these townsfolk are portrayed as the learning type. They certainly don't know dick about... Yeah, no. They, uh, that was another D I wanted to talk about. Portraying southern people as dumb. Mm. Portray dumb. Like, okay, to be fair, there are a lot of dumb, dumb people in the south. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say there's not. I was going to say, we talked about a giant spider eating Ron DeSantis. So, like, my stance on <laughs> where southern dumbness lies is very clear. <laughs> it's only in some places. It's only in some places, but, but I mean, yeah, but people tend to, tend to think of the South as being uneducated and, and kind of dumb, but like NASA is in the South and most of the astronauts that work for NASA are from the oh, South. That's a good point. And in fact, the NASA, the astronaut training camp where they have to go to train is in Alabama. So it's like, and and not to mention Mississippi itself, like Mississippi tends to be forgotten. It's a forgotten state. That's, that's you know, a lot of people don't think of it uh, or it's an afterthought. But William Faulkner, the writer who is, who won a, a Nobel Prize is from Mississippi. Did not know that about William Faulkner. Yeah. So we are not all idiots here in the South. Now, there are plenty of idiots. There are plenty of idiots here in the South. Uh, some of them I'm related to, but <laughs> there are plenty of idiots in Pennsylvania, some of which you were related to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I would say that the town is definitely uh, there's some dumbness across them, but there's definitely skepticalness. So the the, the boys kind of up their game. They, they instead like now uh, tortures the uh, the drunks in town. And uh, leap over them, steal some marshmallows around a campfire from them. This brings me to another D, actually. Diet. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, oh, he's diet. Bit of a seatbelt, everyone. Alligators really do like marshmallows. Oh, shit, really? That's a real thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's bad for them, though. It's like a duck bread situation. Or like a monkey banana situation. You can really do this with any food with any animal that you don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, I I, I think the thing about alligators is they're not the pickiest mm. eaters. No, yeah. they're the, the, An alligator will eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam's getting southern. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Alligators tend to eat. <laughs> just the southern is infecting everyone. I saw a gator the other day and he just smacked up on, on my dog. Oh, no. You can't have that. Can't have that. I, that was not on purpose. Them, them gators will eat anything. <laughs> oh, God, I can't be Southern. I'm trans. They'll kill me. I gotta run. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I do want to say, there are some amazing Southernisms, like, in a lot of the dialogue here. Mm. <laughs> uh, they, they were describing oh, yeah. the drunks. They said, you got two loose screws and the rest of them are on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You got two screws loose and the rest of them on the ground. It's, it's, it's really good. <laughs> so I, I also want to say the the campfire scene made me think like, oh man, thank God this is a kids movie and these and these like local bumpkins aren't armed. Yeah, there are some <laughs> guns in this movie. There's some guns in this movie, but I think the Canadian production is very good with like, okay, well they can't all have guns. 
Yeah, yeah, no that that is probably one of the least accurate things to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the these drunk idiots would have guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and th- there is a maybe it is the Canadian like like feeling more than the kids movie thing, uh, but th- they do like start. A part of an arc of this movie is that the uh, brigade has to give up their guns in order to properly catch Gator Face. Yeah. So okay. So a yeah. trip up in we're thirty eight minutes into the production, by the way. A trip <laughs> up in uh happens right before the National Guard shows up when Danny learns during one uh during a Gator Face you know prank incident that the that Gator Face is actually real and is friendly and kind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He protects him from a snake. Yeah, uh, I I didn't look up. I don't think that snake was going to hurt him. I don't think so either. That looked like a good snake. I, it was some kind of colubrid. I didn't check if it was uh, venomous or not because I was too distracted by the gator face. It costume. looked like a king snake. Okay, yeah. Yes. So I, I, I do. I did get the feeling when I when we saw Gator Face. It's like the production the production design team. They read the script and they're like, "Ah, cool. The movie's called Gator Face. It's about these kids making this prank costume. So we're gonna put all our effort into the, the Gator Face costume, right? That, that that looks like a there's a person inside of it. And then they're like, "Oh shit! They got the page twenty. They're like, we need a real Gator Face. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> when you write this movie, like you need to write like. And uh, the kids make a shitty costume, and that's, like, a way of, like, telling, like, the department, like, you know, like, that's the way of telling production, like, whole ass this actual gator face costume. Because, like, it's got to look real compared to the fake gator face costume. Yeah. And unfortunately, on the real gator face costume, I didn't pick this up uh, when I was a kid, of course, but uh, you know that one, like, Tumblr post that's going around of, like, uh, this guy who tries to draw uh, somebody's hand, and it's like, why did you draw the hands like paws? Uh, so, yeah, uh, the hands look a little fursuity, is what I'm saying. And there's also, <laughs> there's also a scene where and, and the oh, eyes. But you see, like, real human fingers, like, when he goes to pick up the snake, and when he goes to pick up something else, like, you see human fingers just painted green. There's also a scene where the dad says, it's like something out of a Godzilla movie, and then says something like, the mayor's been worked up into a furry fury about this, which, first off, furry, uh-huh. furry fury is a hint. Uh, furries have been around since the 80s, I had to look this up. Uh, like the words furry fandom have been around in fanzines, Travis's domain, since 1983. Yeah. And the roots of the subculture go back at least a decade earlier to underground comics in the 70s. And I guess this is like a thing where it's like the internet just made it more visible rather than like originating it. Uh, so I, I would not be alarmed to learn that the uh, the Gator Face costume was uh, built by a furry. This is someone's fursuit. And that's why the quality is They're so good. They're called scalies. Fur- that's true. We are. They are. Yeah. I feel like I count as a scaly. They're because... called scalies when it's. <laughs> I... Okay, so Travis, yeah, earlier yeah. in the history of the Discord, uh, Tom did draw us, did draw me and Adam some personas, and we are a snake and a crab. So I feel like I count as a scaly now legally. <laughs> nice. I need a fursona. Somebody draw me a fursona. Tom, talk to Tom. He'll help you. He'll, he'll set <laughs> yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom can hook you up. So. Uh, so I always so so just just real quick I, I identify as a tanuki, which is the raccoon dogs from Japan. If that helps, <laughs> I identify as a tanuki suit. <laughs> my, my persona has like a little me in the in the mouth. 
Oh god. <laughs> that is convenient but terrifying. <laughs> so like so like the scene where the dad says it's like something out of a Godzilla movie, and then immediately after the mayor's been worked up into a furry fury about this, which like yum yum yum, tasty snacks, enjoy your fucking crumbs, little monsters. It's like furry and <laughs> furries and kaiju fans are the Venn diagram of our fan base. I really appreciated the Godzilla name check. I was I that that was very good for me as a person who has built uh, an entire industry, well, not industry, but an entire business around uh, Godzilla and kaiju. <laughs> nice. This is the perfect finding wants to write movie, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, uh, with it, it's it's real fun. Yes. Uh, so. uh, I do want to say that oh, we didn't mention it, but Phil had a dream early on that he recounts as they're sitting on my favorite set, the little like dinky water tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of things in his dream like come true, uh, such as uh, an invasion of green men and space vehicles. It's the army men the, that, that show up. That's some pretty good. That's uh, that's as good as anything Shakespeare ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, we hopped around a, a bit here is there any like factors that we haven't talked about we didn't mention chip chip is uh danny's older brother who is kind of a who calls him like butt face and and gets him into trouble um he at one point uh he he sees danny fight uh phil in the the gator suit and he like he tells the news and he at some point in this movie dresses up like an army man and ghosts into one of their canisters and pulls out uh, some serious artillery, a uh, flare gun. Yep. Which is like, yeah, that's the gun. And like... Yeah, he's like... Yeah. Yep. So yeah. eventually all the kids learn that Gator Face is real and they hatch a plan to reveal the Gator Face hoax as a hoax without revealing who it was because they don't want to get in trouble for that. Uh, and they want to like throw people off the gator and, and they want to protect yeah they, yeah they want to protect gator yeah face. they want to protect actual gator face so the plan goes a little bit awry and uh chip shoots a flare gun at danny who is skateboarding while dressed in an alligator costume the one visual from this movie i remember is from the climax where uh where danny <laughs> is dressed as an alligator and skateboards over another larger alligator like perfect movie no notes <laughs> That's the Pacific Rim boat sword of Gator Face. Yeah, no, I I, I was yeah. loving that 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 moment there because it's an arc too. At the beginning of the movie, he like was too scared to jump over Elmer. Yeah, and now he has to. And right. I was not expecting that to come back. So Danny ends up trapped in a barn, and uh, the townsfolk think Gator Face is in there, so they set fire to the barn, and eventually the real Gator Face saves Danny from the burning auction barn. And uh, lays him down. So it's not not ju- the town people who burn the auction house down. It is the mayor's wife who has blood in her eyes. Like she oh, is yeah. ready to murder. Yeah, because they got yeah. her really she good. She is so ready to just. Yeah, they got her good yeah. like twice. So <laughs> she goes and. <laughs> so- oh man, I was just like my like this girl this woman went from being like hokey silly villain to straight up cruella deville ready to murder puppies <laughs> so real gator face saves danny from the barn and the national guard is like don't shoot because they end up being like more of the good guys in this i guess because they want gator face alive just kind of out of out of circumstance 
uh, and like to research him for for money. All right, I guess I don't know. Uh, that does make sense, but whatever. And Danny saves him. One of the National Guardsmen uh, shoots Gatorface kind of instinctively, and Gatorface dies. Death. That right here. Yep. There you go. That wasn't one of my D's, but that's a good D. Yeah. And uh, like the frogs start croaking, the flies start buzzing, the snakes start slithering, the the magic fog rolls in, and like the cigar the fog the cigar chomping guy start goes like uh, goes like what the hell's going on? And then like uh, Bob is like it's the swamp, it's been called into action. And then Gatorface, Shape of Water style, <laughs> heals and just kind of leaves. And uh, my next D is Danu rises up like Jesus Christ himself. I think from from the dead. There, there might be like a little ET bit where it's like I'll never forget you, Gatorface. You got to run now, Gatorface. And then Gatorface runs. And my next D is Danu Ma because this movie really needs one. Like it just ends. It's a re- yeah, it does. A real harsh ending. Uh, tell us about the fog, uh, Travis. Is this accurate to Mississippi? Okay, so... Um, if I was shot in Mississippi, would this happen to me? Do, do I have that, like, vote of confidence? <laughs> to live and die in Mississippi. Oh, man. No. <laughs> to live and die in Mississippi. No. Uh, no magical fogs. Not not in the place where I live in Mississippi. Maybe I need to go further north uh, to find the magical fog. <laughs> It's just so, but not even like, not even the magical powers of the fog, but just the, the ever present, just overdone fog machine that they have in this movie. Like, yes, yes, swamps are misty. Yes, there, there is fog in Mississippi because it is a very humid place, but it is not constantly like just pouring into the streets (laughs) the way that they are doing this in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Now, I will say the sound effects, though, are really good as far as, like, putting you in the place of Mississippi, because I was listening to the sounds for some reason that was in my head. I was listening to the background noises and, yes, the frogs and and sounds that they had. But we also ha- you also hear whippoorwills a lot hmm. in the background. And in the summertime here in Mississippi, whippoorwills can be heard forever. Like they just go on and on. I mean, there's there's a phrase that, that you know, if something's really long, it's longer than the song of a whippoorwill. Because whippoorwills will go forever. And you can hear the the cicadas in the background. The cicadas, like, just to me, it takes me to the south in the summertime. Like, this, it was perfect, like, soundscaping. That's cool. Real quick, can you just, like, drop into, like, a bit more of a draw and say one more thing about whippoorwills? <laughs> whippoorwills. There's a wh- there is there's a whippoorwill that lives across the street from my house in the woods across the street from my house. There's a whippoorwill, and every summertime he builds a nest over there, and he starts a going, and I hear him every night. You can hear him, you can hear him inside the house. He gets so loud. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> a plus greets. <laughs> uh, speaking of soundscape, true um, story. <laughs> worth noting, Gatorface does not talk in this film. Um, I no. <laughs> I am is glad. There a voice that you guys... <laughs> is there a voice that you guys imagined uh, Gatorface having? Because I-, I have one. I'll be right here. Oh. All right, later, Daniel. 
<laughs> oh wait, furries don't talk. So have you guys seen? Oh, hmm, that's a good point. <laughs> Ooh, whoa! Uh, have you guys seen the movie The Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie? I, yeah, I, I have not. The I have the very very French Cajun Firefly in that um. that who. I've been talking about my girl Evangeline. Oh, she been good to me. That's what I. That's what I think of when I think of Gator Face talking. <laughs> that, that's pretty great. Uh, I, for some reason, uh, like when they're ta- when the all the kids encounter him, it's like, what is it? A lizard? I think Phil says. In my head, all I can yeah. all I can think of was a like fucking Entei from Pokemon Three. No, I am Gatorface. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be it would be the perfect like just rug pull if he just started speaking as uh, as as um, Jean Luc Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> just Patrick Stewart's voice I, started coming out. I, I just I wish that that was the last line of this movie. He runs away and he just says, "Goodbye, Daddy." <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, oh shit. Well, you know it, that. <laughs> That would make so much sense, though. I like John Link Picard, though, because it's like julep, mint, instead of tea or old gray. <laughs> That's it. Hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen Star Trek. Um, but no, this movie, because this movie is so much of a, I don't know if you want to call it a ripoff. Of, well, I mean, it's it's kind of a ripoff of a ripoff, I guess, because it's it's kind of a ripoff of Harry and the Hendersons, which in <laughs> itself is a little bit of a ripoff of E.T., yeah, no, and we talked about this. It's a genre of like a well, yeah, yeah. It's a genre, and, and, but at the end of Harry and the Hendersons, Harry turns and after not talking for the whole movie, <laughs> says you know something. I don't remember what he says, but he does talk at the very end of the movie. Well, once again, th- this there's something primal about this film <laughs> that just like I, <laughs> I I I knew that fact about Harry and the Hendersons too, and it was just. Through this movie, I was through Gator Phase. I was able to channel this the same way that I'm channeling the yeah. Lion King. Yeah, I also think <laughs> the reason why the quality is so good on Tubi, I think some like I think some furry got their hands on this and was like, <laughs> I'm gonna upload this to this website and I'm gonna upload it using my like, because furries run the internet. We all know this, right? Yeah, they yeah, have like the superpowers that yeah, everyone yeah. over forty thinks that we all have. <laughs> Again, they're called scalies. Scalies. Okay. When it when it's dealing with scaly creatures, they're called scalies. Yes, but I think the larger <laughs> umbrella is furries. Yeah. Well, I just have to make the distinction because I run a I run a magazine and website called Kaiju Weekly and Kaiju Ramen that uh there are some scalies that that like it, it, you know in the kaiju community. I have to kind of be you know true to them. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I the think Godzilla it's... scaly community is wild. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's the side, that's the camp to be in. It's a, you're a scaly, but you also can shoot lasers. Like that's. Do they imagine Godzilla? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Do they imagine Godzilla as like sm- as like human sized or not? Because I think not is better for me. <laughs> I think it depends on the individual scaly. Hmm. That's that's fair. Because that, I've seen us. both. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I never got to say my don't my try favorite... to put us in boxes, Allie. <laughs> right. So my favorite member of the uh, of the town is uh, is the guy that runs the general store. 
His name is Pork Belly. <laughs> That's the character's name. Dude, and Pork Belly. This, all throughout this movie, all he does is like serve up like hot dogs and cooking a pig, and he just he just is a barbecue yeah. meat man. Pork Belly. I don't, yep. I didn't remember Pork Belly, and the fact that you remember the meat man <laughs> makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, we all have our specialties. <laughs> Hey, Mississippi, like, I know that probably up north, uh, things like St. Louis barbecue, Texas barbecue, and, and maybe even Memphis barbecue is a little bit more famous, but Mississippi has its own style of barbecue, and we take it very seriously down here, so it, you know, I was all, I, I knew, I knew, I like this, this was true to Mississippi culture of having a big cookout and, and having a whole hog. Cause like just north of where I live, you can, there is a butcher shop that's, that you can go and buy whole hogs and you can have a full hog barbecue. <laughs> I think it would be easier for me to just buy a pig, like a living animal. All right. So uh, there, in there's, our, in our there is, <laughs> there is places you could do that too. <laughs> Hmm. In our little chat here, I'm going to drop all the D's that we, we've discovered across this journey. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have, we have, going through them, uh, we have Danny and Phil, drinking apple cider, drawl, drunks, dogs, dad, deputizing, uh, Dr. Reed, DJing, <laughs> dick-obsessed town, dumb, diet, marshmallows, Dream, death, and denouement. I'm gonna add deviancy because I think I, I did I mention deviancy, deviancy or deviance art? Uh, yes, no. That's where all the scaly art is. I think it might be deviant yeah. art, but like uh, that was also one that I uh, I forgot if I mentioned that when I first talked about the furry thing. Okay, yeah, but that's all of them. And I didn't emphasize, but Mississippi Delta Delta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is a D. Because I, I think that is where Vernon is supposed to be located, is in the Mississippi Delta. Okay. <laughs> Delta Deviancy. That is ne- that is my new DeviantArt account, is Delta Deviancy. There you go. It's a, it's a Delta Burke, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Delta Burke drag queen. <laughs> Delta Deviancy. <laughs> nice. Um, so. <laughs> Alright, so, so I, I think the best way to do this is everyone picks their, picks their three. Okay. Um, let me see here. Like, I kind of want to think out loud about it. Oh, please. Danny and Phil are the names of the protagonists. So that's pretty high up there. Drinking apple cider happens in one scene. Drawl... We can ditch that. Drawl is pretty good, I think. Uh, It's not as good as Danny and Phil, but it's up there. Drunks. There's drunks in the movie. Dogs. There's dogs in the movie. I don't know if either of those two things are super relevant. Dad. There's a lot of freaking dogs. Uh, there was a military dog. There was a military dog, too. There's there's a weird, like, visual exchange between a local dog and a military dog. I'm like, they got, like, their own story going on here. Okay, okay. dogs are one of the Yeah, things. I was like... All right, soft lock on dogs being one of the Ds, sure. Dads. Uh, deputize. Dr. Reed? I don't think we need Dr. Reed in there, necessarily. Okay, we'll mix that. DJing, I don't think DJing so. DJing wasn't the movie proper. Dick, um, maybe, maybe Dick. Dumb. No, they were pretty obsessed with that lizard's dick. Yeah, diet. That's my favorite uh, <laughs> Herb and Melville book. book. Maybe Dick. Maybe Dick. <laughs> Dream, death, denouement, deviancy, delta. I'm gonna go with 
Danny, Deviancy, Delta. So I, I think my, I think those are the three. Although I, I will posit that we substitute uh, Delta for Drawl, because I think that's a real, that's a real bite of the, the South. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Danny and Phil, Drawl, Deviancy. That's good. That's also one from each of us. <laughs> hey, look at that. Yeah. Ta-da. So uh, th- thank you for joining us to explore the three Ds of Gatorface. There you go. Something that has never been so, done before and won't be done since. I have one more D. Oh? Uh, and that is donate. Oh, yeah, we've been plugging stuff like that. What do you got? Wetland conservation is really difficult because wetlands have such a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I used to volunteer for an organization called the Perkhuman Watershed Conservancy. I went to their summer camp as a kid, and I remembered it being so, like, magical and, like, the aesthetic was so post-colonial and Ghibli-esque in that way that some, like, forested places around Philadelphia seem to have. Uh, if you want a visual, like, Wissahickon Valley Park is a good example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Bartram's Garden, too. Uh, but beyond aesthetics, they are an organization run by folks who really care about conservation and science education. And when I went back as a high schooler to intern there, I kind of expected the trope of, like, ah, oh, well, it's going to look a little less, like, you know, magical and be a little less whimsical and uh, like good for the kids and heartwarming than I remember it being. But like all of that uh, with like slightly more adult eyes fell through. And I suspect if I went back today, it would look just as cool. Uh, it's oh, cool. It's an organization I personally vetted. Uh, they do great conservation work at the community level, which is so important because like, you know, at the individual level of like turning lights off when you leave a room or whatever, that's way too small to make a difference. Drop in a bucket doesn't do anything. Uh, at the governmental level, like, you can't do that because, like, there's so many people that are, like, fighting against telling corporations to stop doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's so hard to put screws into the people that actually kill the planet. Community-level efforts are the perfect compromise, I think, between impact and achievability. Like, even I go out sometimes in the middle of, like, you know, Urbana, in the middle of Philadelphia... And uh, and pick up trash with this one group uh, once in a while. I also just watched Our Friend Martin for MLKJ Day, which is like this old uh, VHS tape that they showed us about this kid who removes Martin Luther King Jr. from the time stream to save him from assassination. And as a consequence, in the present day, racism is way worse. I recall that movie. Yeah. So I'm wow. Okay. I'm fully juiced up on like '90s. We can fix systematic injustices if we all work together. Yeah. Energy. Like, I know that makes yeah, me cringe I, and millennial trash or whatever, but, like, I'm so fucking depressed, Zoomers. Let me have this. I'm a big, dumb, cringe SJW who believes in doing the right thing and sometimes changing the world. Now go astral project into your fucking PogChamp Minecraft channels or whatever. <laughs> what? So, so I, I, I am one who definitely believes in protecting the the planet to the best of our abilities as human beings and uh especially i personally uh lean more towards protecting animals um and and the endangered species that exist um because you know if they're gone they're gone um you know we need to do you know do do what we can to try to protect them um and so uh there is and, and and to be fair like mississippi has a lot of wetlands that needs protecting um louisiana are you know my state to my neighbor to the to the west um they're uh 
because of erosion, because of human intervention, because of a lot of things, they are losing a lot of wetlands. And a lot of species that rely on those wetlands, you know, like gator face, uh, <laughs> but, you know, to be you know, real, real animals, um, do rely on the wetlands and they are becoming endangered because of the the just destruction of those wetlands and the erosion of those wetlands um to add another d to the list uh one of the most endangered species here in the south is the dusky gopher frog uh dusky as in like the color because he's he's it's kind of a dark colored frog uh they only have they only spawn in one pond in mississippi and that is the only place in the entire southeast region of the United States that they spawn. They're kind of a gator face like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a super endemic species. That pond was threatened uh, quite a few times by uh, it was on private land for a while. And so the person who owned it didn't want to protect it. Then when it was sold, the it, it, there's just been a lot of a lot of back and forth of trying to protect the the. Um, environment that these dusky frogs who are like as of right now there's probably less than less than a thousand um of these dusky frogs left and and they are dropping fast um Mm -hmm. one of the the groups that does a lot of uh environmentalism around here in mississippi is called wildlife mississippi i've never directly dealt with them but i have worked for companies and worked for people who have dealt with them and uh, they seem to be a decent company i'm i'm gonna put a caveat there that if something comes up later and they turn out not to be a great company i didn't know but just from what i've seen and what i've read and what i've talked to about people wildlife mississippi is really good one of the things that they do is the they try to incentivize these farmers and uh, and companies to protect the the you know land and wildlife around here like they try to create a way that protecting the environment and protecting the wildlife could be a financial benefit to people and in that way it creates it incentivizes people to actually do the work because a lot of times people don't care it's like what is it you know what is this frog doing for me you know what is what is this turtle doing for me but yeah mississippi has a lot of endangered species i've actually personally worked at a place that rescued endangered species and took care of them and and helped them um I helped with sea turtle rescue. We have the Kemp's Redley sea turtle, which is the most endangered sea turtle in the world uh, that lives in the Gulf of Mexico because I live on the coast. They're one that that uh, is is very near and dear to me. Um, we have uh, we have um, sandhill cranes. Sandhill cranes are an endangered species, and we have an entire nature preserve here, not far from where I live, that is all about protecting them and protecting the wetlands that they like to uh, build their nests in. So there's a lot of a lot of things, and and so yes, we can laugh at, at gator face, but the idea of this very special creature that needs to be protected and is threatened by human intervention is a real thing that that does happen in the real world. And, you know, if, if people want to look up ways that they can help Mississippi and Louisiana to protect some wetlands, maybe there's some good or just, you know, be a little bit more conscious of that, I would say. Yeah. 
for those uh, organizations that we mentioned specifically, Wildlife Mississippi, you can find at wildlifemiss.org. Uh, that's a wildlife M-I-S-S, short for Mississippi. Um, there's a donation link there. Mm-hmm. Perkyomenwatershed.org. Uh, that's P-E-R-K-I-O-M-E-N, watershed.org. Uh, they're doing an annual uh, donation drive. And uh, it's mostly complete, actually. So you might uh, push them over the edge. You can, uh, yeah, check out the, our show notes, too, yeah. for any links. We'd love to help support uh, some conservation in our local yeah. areas. Also, look up uh, what you can do for conservation in your local area. You know, take take a stand against racism what? and for conservation. Yeah, and just take an interest in the wildlife that's in your area, because that's one of the things that I didn't do enough of when I was a kid. I always liked animals, but, you know, my animals were the animals I read about in books, you know, tigers and lions and pandas and things like that. Godzilla. But then I started as a teenager, and yeah, Godzilla. (laughs) Um, uh, But as a teenager, I started learning about the animals that were in my local area and and learned how many of them were on the endangered species list, how many of them were threatened. And it just really changed my view of things around me. You know, when I'm out in the woods or, you know, going for a walk or whatever, you know, I just now I'm more aware of what creatures live around me and and how vulnerable they are. So just taking an interest in that can mean a lot. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, you guys have put me in the unfortunate position of now I have to be the heel of the podcast, and I have to say, pollution is best! Oh no! Pollute your waters! Uh, Ruin the environment! Quick, Travis, uh, it's morphin' time! <laughs> uh, e- Eastern, Eastern box uh, turtle! Indigo snake! <laughs> ah, oh no! Local wildlife! Turtle! Turtle! What weakness! Turtle! Turtle, 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 turtle. Travis, there's snake. Like, punching somebody. Uh, uh, snake, snake, snake. <laughs> the other order of business I have is, Allie, I think I've figured out what are, how, like, how these January movies come together. How so? Uh, so we start, uh, we travel, it's, we're kind of like traveling away from the, the 3D trend as we go through this. Uh, thinking 3D goggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, your modern 3D goggles. What do they look like? Uh, they look like regular 3D glasses. Yes, they're they're black. Yes, <laughs> like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this old black and white times, like you know, it's the past, it's the future, it's there. Then you have the red and blue colored ones from that era. Yeah, uh, and Avatar Two, a movie that's <laughs> that made me see bl- red <laughs> on all the blue people. That's true. And then where does Gatorface fall into place? Uh, Gatorface, you take off the glasses and see the world for what it really is. <laughs> and the, the, the changes that you can make in, in the, your own environment. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the third movie of January 3D, we take off the glasses. Yeah. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Hey, gang. Save the planet together. We've had a lot of fun here with our wet monsters. <laughs> Yeah, uh, why don't we take Gatorface <laughs> to the final rating place? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I love Gatorface. I love Gatorface. He's too. very fun. I-, I wish he talked like <laughs> Entei. But I'll... I-, I like how infrequently he appears in the movie and his little trills are neat. I think as far as like E.T. knockoffs go, he's pretty great. 
Gator face, phone home. <laughs> Eight out of ten for me. Uh, I gotta say ten out of ten for this. I uh, I have truly nothing negative to say about Gatorface. Uh, ten out of ten. You can be a hero too. Uh, Travis. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I as far as ET knockoffs go, this was not the worst. I have seen a lot of really bad ones. Uh, um, call me back when you want to talk about um a gnome named Norm. Uh, <laughs> and- oh, okay. Let me call you back right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so so I was surprised. I was surprised at how good it was. I was surprised at how good the child actors were. Uh, And so, yeah, I'm going to give it uh, eight out of ten because it was a very good movie and I really enjoyed it. And I sound like Ernest from uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 12 out of 10 because I... uh, I'm going to give it 12 out of 10 because I think it's better than E.T. (laughs) (laughs) E.T. freaks me out, so. I I watched E.T. a lot as a child. I don't enjoy it. I don't don't want to enjoy it. I don't like it. I also don't like E.T. Okay, maybe we should all come back for an E.T. episode just to shit on E.T. for an hour. I have strong opinions about E.T., and uh, I, you will not get me to shut up. All right, t- tune in, Little Monsters, for, uh, for a follow-up to where we talk E.T. Um, uh, Travis, uh, where can our listeners find you nowadays? Yeah, uh, you need to call me back to talk about the Rugaru, which is the real cryptid that lives down in mississippi uh and and louisiana and that is a that is a a true legend unlike gator face which is not a real thing uh i'm sorry to say in mississippi <laughs> um, but uh no i I am no longer podcasting, so I can't tell you to go listen to me on a podcast, but I am the creative uh force behind uh, Kaiju Ramen Media along with some of my friends, Michael who was my co-host on Kaiju Weekly and Nathan Marchand and a few other people who help us also. Uh, we do Kaiju related content, so all your giant monsters and stuff. We uh, the The flagship of Kaiju Ramen is Kaiju Ramen Magazine. It is a, it is a quarterly magazine that deals with Kaiju related material and media we also have a website that you can check out and find out all about kaiju ramen and the podcast that my friends do and everything that's related to it at kaiju ramen media.com all right well and uh, thank you for joining us for this uh this gator outing <laughs> a small part of me thought this would be like revenge for digby but no, I mean, it was actually a pretty good <laughs> a good time better than to be had now, oh, uh, I forgot about Digby. Uh, yeah, that makes one of us. Yeah. I cannot forget Digby. <laughs> so, I have one more thing. It's the end of the month. Uh, it is the end of the month. We need to talk about uh, our January in review. Yes. Did we remember to talk enough about scarification? I don't think so. I don't think so. We really danced around it. When I first proposed that this was our, uh, our monthly... Uh, internet fanfic deemed uh, AO3 tag of the month was Scarification. Uh, when I first proposed this in Black Lagoon, I thought it would be a lot more like furry fanfic where it's like claiming bites, you know, like take a bite to let the other females know that he's yours, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, but it, it, not the case. No, uh, we talked about uh, how no Quaritch has like some scarification going on. Like in the first movie, he talks a lot about how like you know he they could get have his scars healed, but he likes it like that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of him. And this one is literally like he deals with the scars of his past. Yeah. Miscellaneous uh, yeah. January notes. Uh, James Cameron said some fucked up shit about the Lakota, uh, which makes me, I'm just not going to watch any more Avatar movies, gang. Not about it. I have not heard that. He did. He said something like if the Lakota had fought harder, their descendants wouldn't be in such a bad situation today. And uh, everybody on the internet Ooh. was like, sorry, we didn't have fucking dragons, Jimmy. <laughs> so like, uh. RIP, baby girl, but I'm not watching your movies. That is not, that is dangerously close to, like, the same stuff that Kanye has said about slavery. Mm. So, uh, if you, if you are dancing so close to the kind of comments that Kanye has made, yeah, there's something going on there. Uh, as someone who has Native American heritage, uh, whose grandmother was half Native American, is very proud of her Native American heritage, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, um, that's messed up. Yeah. I'm not going to watch these movies anymore. I Look, the people on Reddit are all like, oh, I don't see what the big deal is. And I am not like a member of that group. I'm not really sure if I see what the big deal is about the comments. Sure, but not about the movie itself. But all I know is on one side is a bunch of fucking Redditors and a giant corporation. And on the other side is a bunch of Native Americans who are fighting for their rights. And for some reason, I feel like I know whose side I should be on. <laughs> so you you watched the movies and got the instructions on who you should fight. Like. Yeah. Two more points. Number one, Sigourney Weaver plays a teenager in Avatar Two, and she did a twenty-one jump street to to learn how the teens talk. And like, we didn't talk about that, and that's fucking insane. <laughs> ah. that, that is pretty great. Point two, not about Avatar or anything specifically. We didn't talk about Namor at all. We saw Black Panther 2, like, the month before January, December it's called in some circles. And, like, like folks, Namor, though. (laughs) Like, I know Marvel Uh, superheroes aren't allowed to fuck, but, like, he comes out of the water with the music and, like, damn... Mm-hmm. I I made a meme when the trailer came out of him coming out of the water like that, and I sent it to to some of the people, some of my friends. I was like, you know, uh, the fish man she tells you not to worry about, and then you, and then the you was the fish man from uh, Shape of Water. There you go. <laughs> well, okay, that about wraps everything up. So, thank you for joining us for another glorious January. Uh, next time, we're getting romantic. He was a gator boy. She said, "See you later, boy." We can keep. We can keep going.